and welcome back to the Shout Louder podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Williams, and today I am joined by Tommy Morris from Bruise Control. Bruise Control, if you haven't heard of them yet, are the hottest new thing. Um, at least that's what I've been calling them. <laughs> I might be a little bit biased. They're a fairly new band from Manchester, um, but you know, all of us in the city, we absolutely love them. Their live shows are fantastic, and this week they're heading out on tour around the UK. It's their first tour. They're heading out on the road with Sniff, who is the other like current amazing punk rock darling that we've all fallen in love with um and that is going to be like a fucking brilliant tour i wish that i could be going to every date on it because honestly it looks incredible and i thought because they're heading out on tour and because i love them so much this would be a great opportunity to introduce all of you guys outside of manchester to this fantastic band that is bruise control Tommy may be familiar to you because he has spent years in DIY bands. He's been in the scene for a long, long, long time. He's got loads of interesting anecdotes. He's not just in bruise control either. He drums in Terrapins as well. Um, but yeah, he's incredibly funny, incredibly talented, an excellent company. And I think that you will find that out on this here podcast. Now, whilst we had, I'm sure, loads of musical things to talk about, we almost completely avoided the topic. This is an episode of nonsense and tangents. And we talk, oh God, we covered every <laughs> we covered every topic under the sun from christmas presents to touring whichever you want um but honestly i must implore you to get out and watch bruise control and sniff on their upcoming tour they're heading out on the 21st of may they're starting with falmouth and then oh i could have this wrong because it's off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure it's falmouth brighton canterbury london colchester birmingham wigan and then salford so honestly get out there check out those dates and I hope that you enjoy this conversation between me and Tommy. Tommy, welcome to the Shout Louder podcast. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. You've already won every like podcasting award that the Shout Louder podcast could have because you're the first person in 50 odd episodes that's ever turned up with snacks. Well, of course. I mean, I thought that's. I thought that just that was the done thing. <laughs> it's great. No, it's absolutely beautiful. Like, you know, um, I did ask you to get me several years of my life back from the shop, um, but you brought olives, and I'm really happy about that. Well, I mean, it was a. It was only a Tesco Metro, so they didn't have that. <laughs> If I, if I was going to Big Asda, they might have, might have been able to help you out. Well, Hugh yeah. Asda has absolutely fucking everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going well. It's a uh, it's a Thursday. We are in Manchester. That's the scene setting. Do you know what? At the beginning of every podcast, I always do like a little bit of a how are things in the world right now? What's going on? And the only reason I do that is because one time years ago, I recorded a podcast with Dan Flanagan on oh, the yeah. beach at Punk Rock Holiday where we both had our feet in the river and we were sat on the sand. And I don't know why I repeat it for every episode now because the reality is it's grey and it's windy and we're in fucking Manchester. <laughs> um, I mean, can you not put sound effects on after? Like beach noises. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like a hula band on in the background. <laughs> okay, so where are we now? Uh, we're in Hawaii. Um, we're in Hawaii. I've uh, just been given a... A lei? A lei. <laughs> and a, yeah, a flowery necklace. Oh, I've got one of those. Um, I've got like a virgin pina colada in a coconut. Yeah, and I'm just eating a coconut raw. <laughs> With my teeth, they're bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts, but it's still nice. I'm going to have to ask you to stop that now so that we can, uh, you, you can retain your ability to talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Put um, it down. So, I've brought you here to discuss bruise control. 
your new band, oh, yeah. which is very exciting. Do you know, I know we've come to talk about bruise control and stuff like that, but actually I have, you've been on my back burner list for someone to come on the podcast for like a couple of years. Oh, well, I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank I don't know. You. I just thought that you've, you've seen a lot of things and you've done a lot of stuff um, in the punk rock sphere. And I felt that that might be entertaining yeah, for some of us. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, do you feel that way? I've slept on a lot of wooden floors. Yes. Um, how have you? How many service stations do you think you've seen? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> countless. Do you, do you have a favourite service station? <laughs> okay, so let me think. Mm. It's tricky. Oh, it's a it's a good one. That I, I mean, it's got to be one in Europe, surely. What I love, what I love about the the service stations in mainland, <laughs> mainland Europe is the fact that you can get these like. <laughs> <laughs> random like breadcrumbed things that you don't even know what they are oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. pick and mix every time yeah. and like you'll get one and it, it's like in the shape of a triangle and you're yeah. like oh well this is this probably a samosa <laughs> what and is then this you eat it and it's like oh no it's green sludge <laughs> Well, I feel like, I don't know, in my head, that's kind of a Belgian thing in particular. It is like, Belgium, yeah, that like, is Belgium. Um, oh, who was it who was telling me? There was a time when I, I remember going out there a few times when I was working with Lockjaw, we used to go over there, and uh, oh, someone kept telling me about bammies, is that a thing? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, right. The, the, the hot dogs that they like hollow a bit of bread out that leave I don't the bottom fucking on. Know. I like never a... managed to work out what the fuck I was eating. Yeah. But there was definitely a thing that was like, I swear it was like a fucking like square pack of super noodles. But in breadcrumbs, deep fried. Oh no, 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 that no! So thing. like, that's I'm not thinking about that. Oh no, I mean that sounds quite nice. Uh, what, I, I, are super noodles cooked or are they still crunchy? They were kind of. I, I would imagine you know you see people do like pot noodle sandwiches, which for some reason I mm. don't think is weird. I feel like it was a bit like that, but you've cooked a pot noodle and then you've breaded it in a square. I mean, that sounds fucking amazing to me, to be honest. I mean, it was pretty great. But, you know, when you're eating something and you're just like looking at it like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm eating. But, but yeah, so tell me a little bit about bruise control. How, how are things? Uh, things are going really good. Yeah. Um, yeah to, to say like it's, um, I mean, when we started it, we literally had no like preconceptions of what we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, we literally started the band because... Me and me and Devon loved a band called Nancy. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you ever heard Nancy. Yeah, but like, of course. They're literally the best band in the entire world. Um, so, how long ago did you first get started with Devon? So we started about a year before lockdown. Yeah. So whenever that was, what what we're talking now, like not. <laughs> I mean, what is time? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was the year 20, before lockdown. Yeah. So was, yeah. I think it was like twenty nineteen, and then. Um, <clears throat> it was just an excuse for me and Devon to meet up and then have a jam. Yeah. And we just wanted to be in a band that sounded like Nancy. Cool. Which is quite insane. I mean, if you've ever heard Nancy and yeah, Bruce exactly. Control. I can see I can well, I can see where you're at. Opposite ends for. of the spectrum. <laughs> but um but yeah, so me me and Devon met up, uh, we had a band practice. Uh we got Jim in straight away. Uh, because I didn't know Jim at that time. No? Really? Oh, I had no idea who Jim was. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I definitely knew Jim before he was in Bruce Control. I think I've met him once, rant like he makes, briefly. He makes a good impression on you, though, doesn't he? I yeah. say that he might be upending a bottle of Buckfast over his own head. The guy's a um, fucking lunatic. He is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the 
thing is, you know, and you, you'll understand this. We've got some mates who are fucking nut jobs, aren't they? And they do stuff like that. You know, they've got like those kind of gig gimmicks that they do. But the thing is, Jim does all those things. But it's not a gimmick. Well, he does that like when he's when he's meant to be filming a like recording a band and like taking pictures. But he is he does those things. But he's also like an incredibly nice and caring person and he's not a dickhead at all like he doesn't have that nut job dickhead thing he's just like i'm gonna act like a nut job but be an incredibly lovely human at the same time oh yeah and like it is possible you know like you don't always have to be like an absolute wanker it's amazing um to also be like unhinged like yeah (laughs) unhinged and considerate yeah no i mean like you know i mean at the time when we started practicing i didn't know jim at all Mm. um I'm, I probably met him once and then he turned up to practice and I was just like, all right, then like, let's give it a go. And straight away, Jim was just like, I'll write some, I'll write some words right now. And then <laughs> literally went fucking ape shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. not messing. Like I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah, yeah. and he'd never been in a band before. And I was, I was, I was like, Oh shit. Like, well, this guy is definitely, right. Born to do this. Like, that's the thing that everyone says about him. He was, a born front man as well. Like you look at him on stage now and he looks so comfortable, so at home. Like he looked like that straight away though, didn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I think he was definitely born to do this. And like, I don't know if it feels like everything's sort of fitting in and, yeah, and yeah. It, you know, there's no stress, there's no drama, you know, like I'm sure, I mean, anyone who's listening to this, who's, who's been in bands, I'm sure they've been in bands before where, you know, there's always like a bit of drama going on. There's always probably like two people in the band <laughs> who who are mates and then like yeah. there's someone else yeah. who who's a bit of an arsehole or um yeah or like you've got that kind of core thing and then you go oh shit we need to get a bass player or like yeah oh, or, or like if, to get someone or like, to do this or, or like, if if you go on tour you know like you'll naturally like as a band you'll tend to look like gravitate into two groups so like yeah it, i'm sure that's happened that, i mean it's happened to me loads of times so like when you go on tour you sort of realize who your real fucking friends in the band are <laughs> Because like who it's can always put up with your yeah, because it's just always like you two, and then like and the bands sort of like two different bands like, yeah, until yeah. you get on stage and then you play. But like Bruce Control have never ever had a problem with that, so like it's it's really funny and it's it's really good actually. Like from my point of view, because I'm so old now, I'm like the oldest member of the band by right, quite granddad. a mile, yeah. <laughs> like ten years. Then I'm like, oh, well, it can't be complete. Not over everyone, can it? Uh, I think Josh is. He's a year younger than me, isn't he? He's 32. Okay, so Josh is the exception. He might be 31. I'm sorry, Josh, if I've got that wrong. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely the oldest by at least five years. Actually, thinking about it, I do know the answer to that because Josh had his 30th during lockdown and what we did was sit on the sofa that we're currently on now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, we did his 30th birthday. Did you invite anyone? We did... uh, It was it was right in the middle of the first like proper forceful one where you can you know you could have your hours allotted exercise a day and we used to go for little walks together to stay sane. Um, but you, you could you could still invite people around. I mean, there were people having no having parties at that time. Well, weren't there? well, I think there might have, there might have been, but it wasn't us. <laughs> I think there were a few people having no. still having parties no. at that time. <laughs> Maybe well, in London, I think they were, but yeah. Do you reckon? Um, but we did one of those, you remember there was the trend where you got people to record videos and you edited them together into like a birthday <laughs> gift message thing. Yeah, I know that, and, yeah. And um, for, for his 30th, we did, um, uh, we put together this video of all his friends talking really highly of him and it's a full like 45 minute fucking video, right? 45 minutes? People really like him, he's great. I only got 10. 
but well maybe it's because thirtieth. But I also to tee that up to make the day of sitting in the house extra fucking special. I arranged this little scavenger hunt around the house so that when he woke up, he could go and find presents in different locations around the room. Right? And do you know what? He hated every fucking second of it. Like, he went, oh, well, okay, I'll go walk over here and I'll go get these things and then this is fine. And he got to the end of the scavenger hunt, the end of the scavenger hunt being to press play on the PlayStation to turn the video on, right? And he turned the video on and was just like, oh, no, I've got to listen to people talk about me <laughs> for 45 minutes. <laughs> like, I know that we went to all this effort, but he really hated it. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure deep down he actually loved it. I'm sure it, I, I always get like really, um, it's on self, YouTube. If anyone wants, to I always watch get it. really self-conscious. <laughs> uh, if anyone's listening to this, please don't watch it. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that purely for Josh's sake. Yeah. Um, but you know, like at Christmases and birthdays where you have to like give presents Yeah. and you have to buy presents for people and then you have to sit there mm. and watch these people open the presents that you've bought. And like, you know, I always just presume that they're just like, Oh my god, it's so amazing! Thank <laughs> you so much. And I'm just like sat there, just like cut the bullshit. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Just like yeah. take it into your room and enjoy it in your own time. Like don't like, and that's why like <laughs> Christmases and birthdays, I've always been like really weird with like giving and receiving presents because I don't like opening presents that people have bought me in front of them. No, I hate because it because I I don't like being like oh my. God, thank you so much. The thing is, it's nice when it's a genuine thing that you open and you're like, oh my fucking God, I'm really excited about this. But so often you open a present and inside you're like, oh. Yeah, but like also, it's, also it's still like deep down, it's like you're buying me a present because you society, feel socially obliged. Society has said you need to buy me a present. <laughs> Whereas like, you know, if, if I like just turned up on a random day and I was just like, oh, Sarah, we were talking about this thing the other day and I saw this, I bought you a present. Like, this is really cool. Yeah. That's nice. And if someone did that to me, I, I'm genuinely touched. But like, when yeah. it's like my birthday or Christmas, I'm just like, like, uh, my, yeah. like I bought my mom Hereditary on DVD yeah. for Christmas because I thought it was a sick film. Yeah. And then I went back the next Christmas and I was like, oh, have you not watched this film yet? And she's like, <laughs> oh no, like I'm not into horror films. She's like, you might as well take it back with you. And I was just like, all right oh. then. No, that's the worst. Gave it to my brother for his birthday a year after. That's the perfect thing no, you can do. You recycle the gift. But that, isn't it weird though? There are certain little pitfalls in modern day life that just cause you like this insane amount of anxiety. I hate opening stuff in front of people. <laughs> waking but <I've> up. Also, <laughs> yeah, waking up. Yeah. <laughs> but I've also got friends who, um, actually I've got a friend who we both know who um, insists that if she gives you a present, you have to open it in front of her. And also, if I've given her a gift, she has to open it in front of me. And the thing is, when you're sat there and it's on your lap and it's got the wrapping paper on it, you don't you don't know. You feel like you've, you've got to manufacture a reaction to it, don't you? Well, I but don't. I feel like I've got to manufacture a reaction like every time I open a present. Like yeah. Even if it's like something that I've been asking for for years. And like, even then I feel like it's awkward because, well, what if I asked for too much and it wasn't a thing that they wanted to get me or what if it caused them inconvenience? You know what I always think? I always think, oh, even if I'm happy and genuinely like not putting an act on, yeah. everyone in this room is going to be like, Thinking I'm putting oh an God, act he's on. putting an act on because <laughs> he's got to. Like, yeah. And this is like, my my mind tricks itself to yeah. like three stages of separation. It's like, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's so mad. It's like, um, like you know, um, what's it called? Opposite cycle. Um, 
psychology. Oh, uh, reverse psychology. Reverse psychology, sorry. But like my brain does reverse psychology, but it also does it like another two stages behind. So yeah, not, yeah. not only am I worrying about one thing, I'm worrying about what people would think if they thought this, if I thought yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So then yeah. all of a sudden, I like, I just I just stopped working. I'm just like, oh, I can't deal with this. Oh my God, I'm so glad this isn't just me. Right, you know how before the podcast, we joked about whether this would be a therapy session. Right? It's about it to is. start. So tell me about your childhood. So what I want to know is that when you were growing up and opening presents and things like that were you ever faced with having to for example open a present in front of like your nan and they'd bought you something awful and you had um, to you had to put a face on what like ev- <coughs> <coughs> sorry nan if you're listening to this i don't think you will be uh i can't i can't imagine <laughs> can't imagine any, any sort of planet where you you're just going to discover this because i'm not going to tell you about it but um every single christmas and birthday up until i was about three years ago actually like every year I'm like, Nana, please stop buying me clothes because they've got a skull on it. You know, she's been in, oh, pe- no. she's been in peacocks <laughs> and she's seen like a t-shirt with a skull on it. And she's like, Oh, and every Christmas it's like, look, she hands me the present. I can feel it soft. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a oh, fucking no. item of clothing, this. And she looks at me and she gives me the same fucking spiel every time. She's like, look, I know you said, don't buy you any clothes, but I think you'll be quite pleased with this one. And every year I open it up and I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, thanks. And she's like, do you like it? And I'm like, mm, yeah, 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 I do. And she's like, I've saved the receipt. And I'm like, no, 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 don't be stupid. No, don't be stupid. No, of course I'll wear it. Honestly, I'll probably, I could fit about, I could fill about three Three entire wardrobes yeah. just to be Nana's birthday and Christmas well, presents. I had a similar experience, really. Well, not not completely, because I did get some good gifts as well and stuff. But uh, the worst thing I used to do, which weirdly I now do with my dinner. There's a, the, this will make sense more in a minute. But um, <laughs> in, at the time of life, like the age when you used to get gifts from multiple people, like before you got too old for that to happen. Like, you know, you'd get gifts from like your parents and then you'd get gifts from your nan and granddad. And then you might get a gift from your auntie or from like, yeah. you know, a godparent yeah. or whatever. Before they gave up. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know when the age you gave give up is. I think it's about eight. But, you know, before then, what I used to do when I was opening my presents on Christmas morning, I was lining them up in order of what I thought was going to be bad to good. Right. So I'd open the ones that I thought, well, you know, like, like <laughs> heaviest one. Good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Big no. and heavy. No, good, no, no, no. Usually. No, I would do them in the order rule. of people. Right. Oh, so right, I know okay. who's oh, right, going to okay, get me right. the best presents. Right. And I know. I'll tell you what, I really. There's a part of me. I, I mean, that, as a child, I think that's a normal thing to do. Well, no, but I now now I do it with my dinner. Like if I've got a dinner, pl- like if I've got my dinner in front of me and there's like say six different things in the meal, I'll eat the worst bit first. Oh yeah, yeah, you save and the best till last. Backwards to yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. But I used to do you that with presents and them. We should probably talk about music, shouldn't we? Oh, yeah. We've um, just gone on a right tangent there, aren't we? <laughs> Presents, grandmas. I'll tell you what, why don't we have a quick olive break? Oh, yeah. Olive break. Oh, yeah. Just for the audience, these are not not the shit olives. These have got pips in. Mm. They're good ones. Mm. Mm. How was yours? That is peppy. It's very peppy. <laughs> <laughs> How was your olive? Mm, it was a lovely. <laughs> oh shit, I can't beat that. 
<laughs> that was quite good. I was just going to say, oh, like, seven out of ten. Uh, uh, I love you for bringing these. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Please don't make... Please don't show me all pom-poms. I've always wanted, secretly, to be a stand-up comedian. You should be. I'm more of a sit-down affair right now, to be honest. No, you should definitely do it. I've known a, I've known a few wannabe stand-up comedians in my life, and I can guarantee you, you're ten times funnier than all of them. Thanks. I think it's because I'm not on stage, in theory. However, so I was thinking about this, and this goes to a little bit to what we were talking about with Bruce Control, is that and w- in terms of Jim Bob and being on stage, look, look, look. Nice beeline. So that was, that was so good. <laughs> I really don't like having the spotlight on me when things are recurring. Like, I don't like people looking at me, and I don't like being on or near a stage, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable, which is why I'm not a stand-up comedian, apart from the, you know, lack of actual humour. Um, but I feel like Jim <laughs> is the opposite of that. Not necessarily that he wants it. He doesn't, like, he's not, like, egotistical and, like, wants that sort of attention, like some people might do. But uh, he just, the spotlight suits him fucking perfectly. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't think he goes out looking for it, and he's not the sort of person that... Not at all. ...that no. he's going to... Uh, you know, he's not like he's not got narcissistic tendencies, which is, which is weird, really, for like a front. I mean, I, I've been in a lot of bands with people with who are very, very narcissistic, mm. um, but with Jim, like, it's it's like he's that's literally just how he is. <laughs> like, there's there's literally no act. Like, he doesn't yeah. like get on stage and like turn <laughs> into like singer mode. He's literally like you see him off stage, and he's just constantly like that. Yeah, like. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, because obviously I do, I know him already, but I feel like if you met him, like imagine you're a Bruise Control fan and you're out on, you know, you're out on your tour and you get to go, oh my God, I'm going to get to meet the band. Oh my God. And you went and spoke to Jim. You'd be really fucking happy. Like he's just so nice to everyone, you know? Yeah, he really is. And like, um, I watching about, I went to see a band called Miniskirt the other day. Mm, On Tuesday. Um, Yeah, yeah. From Australia. And like the singer reminded me just of Jim like it was insane (laughs) it was like it was like the way that that this guy's acting everyone like it was rammed I mean it was big hands so there was like only 10 people there and it was fucking rammed Um, it it was mad and like people going crazy and this guy on stage was a great front man and I remember thinking I was like man this is literally just how Jim is like without even thinking about it it's it's insane did you play big hands the other day as well we did play big hands the other day uh yeah it was (laughs) it was a really enjoyable gig but Uh, (laughs) i sense a but coming we got some uh it's really good like loads of people turned up yeah um i don't know if you like just to explain for people who've never been to big hands which is probably like most people who are listening to this well i can describe it by saying that is a it's less of a venue more of a bar but also i've only ever been there at 3 a.m absolutely off my face so it's like imagine like imagine a film was trying to depict a late night 3 a.m. Berlin bar with red light, yeah, yeah. like where everything's re- really like crammed and there's loads of like neon red light everywhere. It's really dark and dingy. Um, that's exactly what Big Hands is. So like Very much to, so. to play a gig there, it's great because like they, even if people are just there for like to have a laugh and to have a drink, <laughs> they're, they're having a great time. Um regardless and like it's such a good venue for like bands to play yeah, yeah. that being said <laughs> when we did play we literally had feedback that sounded like a fucking steam train no. the entire time and like i'm sure that was our fault i'm not saying that's the sound guy's fault um or anything like that but we, we got some videos back and we're like oh man these videos look absolutely fantastic these, these videos are great and then we put the sound on it and <laughs> oh, it was no. literally like 
like literally the entire way through it was so mad oh. like Jim was literally pressed to the ceiling for the entire gig it was yeah. so good that's so good but that it's amazing how like just one little bit of weird sound can really like fuck up a show though I mean like you know? people who were there didn't seem to give a fuck I mean like I guess they probably just couldn't hear anything anyway but like everyone Maybe. everyone still seems to be going mad so that is definitely a thing that happens it amazes me that I could still go to like you know sort of basement shows or club shows or whatever and like I can't hear a fucking thing and I'm still having a great time and I've got I've got standards. I swear that's the thing. We've been really distracted because the whole time we've been talking there, the cat has been shouting at yeah. us. I'm trying to open a can of beer while holding a microphone. So, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. I'm a punk. I'm professional. Yeah, you did it. Mm. Non-alcoholic beer, of course. Oh, you brought me beer as well. Oh, best podcast ever. Um, so, bruise control wise, um, it feels to me that you guys have got a lot of well-deserved hype at the moment. And quite a lot of that has come from my direction, to be fair, because I think you guys are like... Yeah, I think, I think you're like our main <laughs> promoter. Like, yes, <laughs> go see fucking Bruise Control. Like, fucking proper hype. But it's hype because I think you're great musically, you're great live, and you're great as people. Like, you've got the fucking trifecta of all the tick boxes that I could possibly want. Oh, thank um, you. I mean, that's a really nice thing to say. But you're all, you're all great. Um... But I feel like, you know, still as a relatively new band, although you've been going since like 2019, there were two years in there where like time stopped and we all got fat. So, um, but that was really good for us. <laughs> what? Cause you could practice. But we were literally practicing. <laughs> we were practicing every week. I know we probably shouldn't say that. Well, you weren't. I mean, what are they going to do now? Fine as now. Like, oh, they fuck. So like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we were still meeting up every week and practicing like all yeah. the way through lockdown. Um, you know, we were all wearing masks, obviously. Um, but we were meeting every single week. So, like, for two years, we were actually meant to have our first gig. Hmm. At, um, uh, the place in uh, Women's oh, Shut God, Down. Oh, uh, God, Wilderness. Wilderness Records. Yes, of course. Um, with the... R.I.P. Guy. The Piper. Oh, with Alan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about Alan. So, how the fuck... Did, yeah, that, that was a weird thing that happened. So oh, wow, yeah. yeah so, uh, incisions. Alan the bagpiper was a was a thing. So yeah, so we had this first gig. I need to preface this by saying that the venue is Wilderness Records, which is just around the corner from here. I used to work there. And it's not really a venue, it's a shop. It's closed now, but it only really maybe you could fit maybe 30 people in there and they were going to get incisions on and you guys <coughs> and then you organized a bagpiper. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm not quite sure of uh, of how this first came around, but like I think we were I think we were out and about one day, and uh, we we saw like an ad, like a post, like a paper poster, just fly posted to a bloody lamppost, somewhere or like or like a flyer somewhere, and it was for this bagpiper, this guy called Alan. He's like, do weddings? I do anything. Like you know, I'm the bagpiper. <laughs> Give me a call. So like, we I think we were all out on the piss one night, and. <laughs> You know what we need? And Jim's just <laughs> like, and like, and I think Jim, I think, I think Jordan from Incisions was there as well. And we're like, hey, text Alan, yeah. the bagpiper. So we yeah. text him and we were like, hey, do you want to play a gig? And he texts us straight back. He's just like, yes, boys. Where, where is it? <laughs> and then, so we were meant to be playing this gig. And then um, it was literally in the April. And then lockdown started about a week before. Remember there was a weird period where we were all like, oh, this lockdown thing might happen, but no, yeah. one, everyone uh, ooh, went, no would, one would ever do that. Oh, I wonder how long this is going to go on for. It's about three weeks, surely. <laughs> Two years of my fucking life. Um, carry on. So yeah, so um, so then the, the gig got cancelled 
And uh, and every now and then, like when we were practicing, Jim and Jim had just like, te- in fact, not even when we were practicing. I think Jim was just texting him at work every now and then, just like when he was bored. Like, <laughs> well, he put it all on his Instagram as well, and he was yeah. kind of going, "The pipes are still singing, my boy." Yeah, and like, yeah. and he used to reply to me like, "Like, oh, the pipes are ready," and like. We- <laughs> And we were like, where, where are you from? And like, he, he was from like Grantham or somewhere. He was not even from fucking Scotland. But then like, over the course of the two years, every, like every like couple of months, we'd get like an update from him going, is this gig still happening? And we're like, no, you mad cunt. There's a fucking oh lockdown on. Like, oh what are you on about? Yeah. Like, but um, uh, then we started speaking to him and like, he, it turns out that he's not from Scotland, but he's well into Megadeth and like metal. Well, so we were like, so we were like, you know what? Like you'd actually love coming to our gig. So like <laughs> for ages and ages, like we, we were, we were talking about like when lockdown was over, we were going to get him to a gig. And to be honest, like I'm not actually quite sure why that phased out. Something that occurred this afternoon was that anti-nowhere league got announced as the support for descendants in well, London yeah, I mean, next month. Well, now, yeah. I'm, I'm Don't get me to, started on this. I'm willing to put money on it that that is not going to occur. Right. That's people are going to kick off. That's not going to happen. Can I be slightly controversial right now? Are you going to say something pro anti nowhere? I'm not going to say anything pro anti nowhere league, but I'm going to say something quite fucking anti descendants as well that people might not want to hear. I accept that. You know, like I love it. Like I've seen today, like everyone's just like, oh my god, I can't believe anti nowhere league uh, supporting descendants. And it's like everyone's just totally forgetting all of the homophobic lyrics and the misogynistic lyrics that the descendants have written over the years. What do you mean? They're all just about falling in love with young ladies. It's fine. Yeah, but hey, come on, right? So, you know, like, so this is what I'm saying. It's like, look, I mean, I mean, I, I quite like the descendants, but, you know, I'm not like, I'm not totally oblivious to the fact that, they wrote some quite questionable lyrics in the past. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, they they were like very, very jockish. They they write a lot of things like, um, like, no way, you fucking gay, yeah. I'm not a loser. Yeah. Like, Sour Grapes, they wrote that about the time they were trying to get in with this girl and she fucking spurned his advances. Really? So they wrote a fucking song and she actually came out and, and wrote a massive piece about this like 20 years later. Yeah. And was saying they fucking made me feel like shit like because they well, they were they were really trying it on with me and i was and i fucking was oh, like I, I was just like no i don't want anything to do with you and they wrote that song sour grapes about this one girl oh, such so a fucking like, tune as well that's the main problem yeah you know like look man it's this whole thing with like um bad brains as well yeah you know like bad brains like back in the day were fucking arseholes so like they stayed at dave dicta's house from mdc mm. and um they asked to get some weed and like, because Dave was, Dave Dicta was gay. Well, he still is gay, you know, like presumably, um, presumably, you know, um, they stayed at his house. They had a great night. Yeah. Like they asked him for some weed. He went out and got some weed for him, brought back loads of weed. And they were like, Oh yeah, we'll pay you in the morning. He woke up in the morning. They'd fucked off and they left a, um, an envelope. And he was like, oh, sound, they've left some money for me. And he opened, yeah. he opened it up and there was just loads of fucking like me- little tiny messages right. in this envelope saying, fuck you, faggot, like, what? and all this shit. And what that was- What the fuck is that about? Yeah, and, that, and that's well known. Like, I mean, like, that, that's like a well-known story about bad brains. I mean, like, they were well into like Rastafarianism um, at that time. It's mad, like, isn't it? The thing is that, the, obviously that's not excusable behaviour, but- in fact, that is just fucking nasty, regardless of the situation. But yeah. it's um, you, you kind of look back at some of this and you think, well, what the fuck? Would, like thing, what's acceptable changes over time, 
doesn't it? You know, definitely. And and you know what? Like, I, I understand that. Like, when you're young, you do some fucking questionable things, and like, you might have fucking wrote some very childish lyrics. But then you don't fucking play the song. You, you don't play the fucking tune. But like. As far as I'm aware as well, you know, I mean, I don't give a shit about anti Nowhere League. I'm not fucking sticking up for him. But as far as I've, I've seen him a lot of times and they've yeah. never, ever played that song that everyone's referring to yeah, live. because there's the big and, horrible And they song, also yeah. wrote it like fucking like 25 years ago as well. So like you can't, I'm not saying that like we have to excuse anti Nowhere League. Because I mean, literally, I, I, I think they're shit. I think they're a bunch of fucking cunts. Um, but also you can't be in the same breath saying that's not allowed. Whereas descendants is allowed because we like them and they yeah. were, they were young when they wrote these lyrics that's because an like, interesting question though, isn't it? Cause I wonder at, if descendants at, at are what playing point, those songs. At what point do you draw the line mm-hmm. and, and where does, where does it end? But I, I would just like to say like, confirm that I am not in any way standing up for fucking anti-Nowhere League. Oh, God, I think no, they're all no, cunts. No. I, I'm like, pretty sure that not came get, across. Let's just uh, get that across right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I, I bet you, I, I bet you they'll be taken off that gig, but I'd be interested to see how quickly it happens. <laughs> well, I, think I it's, mean, um, they will, but like, you know it's what? Fucking, it's Academy that you can fucking blame for that. Like the Academy Booking Agency, they've, that's entirely their fault. Like, also, if you mean gonna... like what? O- O2 Academy or, yeah. is the, are they do just doing O2s? Well, no, I, oh, it'd be funny if they were. No, but I know for that gig, that's that would be Academy Booking that's done that. I thought they were doing... Are they, is it just one gig or is it like... It's, just, it's just one gig for Descendants. Ah, oh, right, yeah. okay. Are you kidding? Descendants, the amount of money they go out for, fucking I thought it was insane. good. I thought, I thought that... I, I only glanced at the poster, to be honest, but I thought that was for like a full tour. No, no, just one show. One off. One single show. In London? Yeah. Oh, fair play. Although a couple of years ago they did London and the um, the venue got bumped down because they'd sold they hadn't sold enough tickets and they got bumped to a smaller venue. Oh really? Why? why where were they meant to be playing? Um, I want to say like Brixton and they got bumped to like Kentish Town Forum. Or something fucking like good on them because like I've literally you've never been to fucking Brixton Academy. Well, I, you might so as you well put fuck. You might as well piss in your own ears. We, we, we've right? had a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking right. It sounds terrible. Literally the worst fucking so the bad. worst sound of any venue I've ever been to. Like. <laughs> Pointless getting a fucking ticket for that place. There was a while back, uh, I can't remember where the fuck we were, but we were around and we were trying to work out when we'd first met. And I have no idea for the record because I've known you for fucking ages. But I definitely remember whenever I went to Brixton, I would run into you and Poise for a while. There was a certain time. You guys, but also it wasn't just I would run into you there. We'd always be at the bar. It's like we were on some kind of weird bar schedule. Um, No schedule for me. No schedule. I was just there all the time. <laughs> exactly, we were just. <laughs> what, you, what you think I left the bar? <laughs> that wasn't coincidence. I don't even remember what gigs these were. But there was a point in London where wherever I went, you seemed to. Pop every single every single gig I've been to at Brixton Academy, I've walked in there. I've gone like, oh my fucking god, let's just stand at the bar. Yeah. Like it's been terrible. That, that's definitely been a thing. I definitely used to move around. I used to go down the front. The only gig that I can remember there vividly was watching Cap Down open for No FX, and they were probably about, you know. Wow, that that was a while back. Yes, that is correct. How old are you? That was Alkaline Trio though. Then I think as well, wasn't it? Me. I was at that gig. Yeah, we were both I was, at that gig. I was very we were ill. At the fucking bar, weren't we? I was really ill that gig. I remember. Were you? 
yeah, I was really ill. I had like a, I had like a fucking mad lung infection or something. I was like yeah. coughing. I really didn't feel like going out, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's oh, let's just go out." I was. I remember alkaline trio was, was, was sure the best. No effects on alkaline trio, uh, and there was another band, and then Cap Down really, really opening. And you know, I've got. Some I missed Cap Down that night. Oh well. Well. I there were some people who'd gone for no effects. I had a mate. Well, one of my mates had really, really wanted to see no effects. One of my mates really, really wanted to see Trio, and I just wanted to watch Cap Town and go home. I was like, I'm gonna have a nice dance. Um, so <laughs> I went and uh, had a bit of a mosh, and then got really twatted. I mean, um, I've got a very no expensive tuborg. I've got a no effects tattoo. So you have. Um, <laughs> that was a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> stupid fucking no i mean like look don't get me wrong i mean i do love i do love no effects and like if it weren't for no effects i would not even be sat here right now i wouldn't have started playing the drums i wouldn't have started doing a lot of things so like i'm i'm glad that i got a tattoo but like i've I've just got no i've literally got no interest in anything that they've been doing well that was a for the past 10 years i'm sure that i saw you at some other things i austria popped up in my memories the other day that was the thing s-bam yeah spam 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 I think spam is easier to say. Spam, I think, is how you actually say it. Spam. Spam, like spam. Spa- what with a B? <laughs> it's got yeah, S B A M, like the luncheon meat. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that'd be S P A M, sure. Yeah, but it's like that, but with a B. It's very confusing. All right, so um, spam. I only remember this because I'm fairly sure. Did you that- see? Uh, did you see me and Post do karaoke that night? Well, I was supposed to be bloody filming you, wasn't I? <laughs> I got distracted by making out with someone, so <laughs> I didn't finish the video Get that I was in. supposed to be doing. <laughs> well, um, yeah, me and me and Pross, I mean, that was a long day. I, I remember, like, we that was a really good day, actually. Um, but but again, and, that was another one where I, for, for there was a certain period of years where I felt like I would just be at gigs and you'd just appear. And I had no idea you were going to be there. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> But, I was playing there. Yeah, I know, but I'd forgotten that you were playing there, and I just went, "Oh, oh, oh fuck! There are people I know here, English people. Fantastic." Um, yeah, that was brilliant, actually. Like they, that was quite a fun day. Did the Descendants play that gig as well? No, did they not? No, that was Propagandi. Propagandi played, yeah, because I saw him soundcheck in the morning. <clears throat> that was really good. Sick. Um, um, but yeah, then me and Plus signed up to do karaoke with a live band. Yes. On a stage of like 5,000 people. <laughs> so we signed up to it about seven o'clock at night when we were mildly drunk. Turns out Sorry. as turns out our slot was at two in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, you were working up to this for hours. Oh, we were building up. Me and Plus, me and Plus were ready. And like yeah. by, by the time me and Plus got on stage, like we yeah. were literally glowing. Like we were fucking... We were wound up and ready to go. The thing is, I sort of remember <laughs> this in part because I have a partial video of it, but I was so <laughs> shit faced. I, I don't know what was going on. I'd love to see the video of this because, like, we got on stage, <laughs> and uh, I think we we did uh, "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses, yeah. and we got about a minute in, and I I was in my own world. I was having a great time. I was like busting out all the moves. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder where Poss is. I turn around and I'm like looking for Poss. I'm like, where the fuck's he gone? I'm like, Poss has jumped off stage. And then I look down and I'm like, oh no, he's on the floor. And he was, he was, he was trying to, he was literally like on all fours, like trying to clamber himself up. I was like, as if you've just decked it in front of like 5,000 people. 
Yeah, amazing. It was, it was staggering, but for a good two or three hours before Andy had been going, Sarah, Sarah, can you film this? You, Sarah, can you film this? <laughs> Sarah, can you film this? And he got to the moment, and I filmed the beginning of it, and then got distracted because there was a guy I was interested in. That was the. And I completely missed the bit where Puff fell off the stage. That was um, literally the only night yeah. I've ever, ever fallen out with Puff. <laughs> Did you fall out with not him because, because he fell off? No, the stage? no, no, not mean. not because he fell, but, but because we went back to the hotel and we'd left Benny there and because yeah, yeah. like Benny was like quite young and impressionable. Yes, um, and also up for the party quite a bit. Mm. It was like a, a twenty-minute walk back to the hotel. I mean, like this guy was never ever going to find his way back from <laughs> Spam Festival or Spam Festival yeah. back to the hotel, and we all left. And I, was, I got back to the hotel. I'm like, fucking hell, I feel bad for this guy. Yeah. Like, Poss, we need to go back and get Benny. So Poss like, right, let me just text him now. So Poss was texting. No. And I'm like, right, okay. And I looked at his phone. Yeah. He was texting this fucking bird. <laughs> and I'm like, Poss, you're not even texting. And I was like, come on, man. Oh, and I remember I kicked off. And then like we, we walked back to the to Espan Festival to get Benny. And then we came back and it took us... It was literally like a fucking hour long. You know when people are really drunk and you're like trying to like come on. Herding like cats. Herding cats. Yeah. And we got back after an hour and then I'd lost my key. No. Yeah, so I couldn't get into no. the couldn't get into the hotel. Fuck. And by this point, like it's not very often that I like, lose my temper. <laughs> but I proper lost my temper with Poss. And like Poss, if you're listening to this, I would like to apologize. Cause I think you're an absolute bloody sweetheart and that's, that was the only time that if, if you are listening to this the only really time you ever it. wound me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh I remember God, that that's that, was, that was a great festival um, so uh, anyway that tangent number six several tangents um <laughs> <laughs> the thing is I prefer tangents to the actual conversation quite a lot of the time um, but you're going on tour yes just bringing it back to the original focus right you're going on tour now what I'm interested to know about is how you think that's going to go not just gig wise but you've never been on a bruise control tour before. How do you think you guys are all going to well, get? Well, I've never back? been on a bruise. I mean, no, no one's, one's, ever no been, one's on been on a bruise control, control tour. How how do you think that's going to pan out in the van? Okay. <laughs> what are your What are your predictions for tour? Uh, do you want the honest answer or do you want the radio answer? Um. Um. <laughs> 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 so okay, who's who's going to cry first? Niall. Okay, who is going to argue first? Josh. Who is going to throw up first? Me. <laughs> I reckon Jim on that. <laughs> no, I reckon it'll probably be me. Jim never throws up. No? No. Impressive. He's young. Um, the older you get, the more true. you throw the up. The more you throw up, yeah. Jesus it's like, Christ. It's like if there was a graph, it'd just be like a straight <laughs> fucking line going up, like diagonal. Yeah. Um, who is going to storm off first? <laughs> Niall's going to hate me for this but probably Niall now I will tell you now that I asked Jim Bob the exact same questions earlier and he said Niall first to cry Josh first to argue him first to throw up you first to storm off <laughs> <laughs> he said me first to storm off yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on the circumstances <sighs> I think you'll get to at least day three Actually, no, that's not true. You might get to like day two and get see, like that first night. Of you see, like, I mean, I mean, you. That is quite funny because I think it's funny because I said <laughs> I. I don't. I mean, Jim's never been on tour before. We a band. 
Whereas you've got years it, and years of experience. Yeah, uh, mm. years of experience of not storming <laughs> off. <laughs> so uh, I imagine it's I quite know, an I experience it, to. Uh, I guess we'll see it's with that quite one. Difficult to storm off in a van. I mean, it could be. I mean, I can get quite mardy at times. So well, especially when I'm the oldest. I mean, like. Do you have any uh, tour tips for the older gentleman? Um, are you taking a nice pair of slippers with you? No. Um, Actually, what, I, what I do what I do like to take with me mm. is... Oh, this is going to sound so pathetic. <laughs> I want to hear it even more. I like to take my Nintendo Switch with me. Well, of course you do. That's just so that if I'm like... Why is that pathetic? I'm, just because sometimes I just need to have my own... Two hours of Tommy time, yeah. just on my own. <laughs> can't, be a, can't be fucking around. You know, like, I've been with these people for three days, yeah. trapped. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I Sat waiting around at venues for six hours. I would have thought taking a Switch for you is like the best thing get you Get the Switch out, get, play some Cuphead. Yeah, I mean, relax me. I, I'm not that modern, but if I were doing anything like that, I'd bring a book. In fact, I'd probably bring several. A book. A book. Ooh, get back to the Victorian oh. times. Do you think anyone on your tour will bring a book? <laughs> uh, who's what? Who's who's the member who's the most, most likely, likely to, to bring a book? Nile. Nile. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, I b- took a copy. I of, quite like this game. Ask me more questions. I took a copy of The Stand by Stephen King on something like that once, and ended up using it as a pillow because it's that. <laughs> Like, it's, like mm. it had all three issues in yeah, one book. The world's comfiest pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I know my camping abilities have gone like way through the roof over time. I look back on how I used to like try and camp at festivals when I was younger, and like, oh fucking hell! I mean, like how to be that? to be fair, like I mean, I've <laughs> I've woke up in some in some like position. I think like I once woke up with my legs up against the wall <laughs> like this, like fucking fully naked, just on a fucking wooden floor. Like uh, what am I doing? I once woke up in a gorilla's suit. I um I camped last weekend for Ben and Liz's wedding and it was so fucking cold it was unbelievable. Oh, I, I heard on the Friday that some of the folks had pulled their mattress into the toilet block because it was the only warm place you could possibly be. Um, but on the Saturday night I tried going to bed. It was about four o'clock in the morning. It's also it's the first time that I can recall going camping and trying to get to bed at four o'clock in the morning when I wasn't shit faced. Like I was completely sober and I just was like, uh. um, so I went and I got in my car and I ragged it around a tiny village in Yorkshire for 15 minutes with all the heaters on full. And then I curled up on the back seats and I slept perfectly on the back seats of my car. Where was it? Yorkshire. Oh, <laughs> That's it's a big place. <laughs> if, uh, it's near Thursk. The only thing I can remember, about, uh, you might know this, you might not know this. Thursk, I was trying to work out, how do I know the name Thursk? And then I thought, is there a service station there? Is that how I know that? Thursk services, oh. is that a thing? Really don't know. I could be fucking wrong. Anyway, uh, yeah, I slept on the back seats of my car and then I was discussing with Danny from Faintest Idea uh, the logic of camping. And he went, I fucking hate camping, Sarah. And I think... I might, I might, this crossover thing has happened and I think I might agree with him. I fucking hate camping with a passion. But I think I've been telling myself that I love camping for years. But I I think I'm lying to myself. I think most people get to that age, most people get to that age of realism where they're like, (laughs) actually, you don't have to lie to yourself anymore. Camping (laughs) is fucking shit. (laughs) Like, I remember we were playing, um, I I was playing in Belgium or like no we played somewhere and we had to stay in Belgium <laughs> so we booked out this this like camping spot and like we booked it out and it, it was like a nice camping ground with like toilets and all that Fancy. you know like with some caravans on there and stuff yeah. 
and we put <laughs> this guy bought me like so he bought everyone tents our driver bought everyone tents because we knew that we had to camp on this last date yeah. so we all had one man pop-up tents yeah literally like made out of fucking wet bog roll right literally might as well have been <laughs> And we've set these tents up and there was like a gale force seven storm. No. In, right. And I woke up in at like three o'clock in the morning and I had like two inches of water and my tent was going like, I was like literally yeah. on its side yeah. and that was the only thing anchoring it to like the ground. So I got out and I was fucking soaked. All my clothes were soaked. Yeah. Everything was fucking damp. I got out and I just got in the front car and like the singer of this band's also just already sat in there just like fucking hell. <laughs> and we both sat there in silence for like four hours fucking shivering. Yep. And then we fucking got out of that place as fast as we could. That, I don't blame you. Um, that brings me to a question. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you the question. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to give you a moment, a pause to think. Why? So my question is, I'll explain. Um, the question is, What's the strangest place that you've ever slept on tour? <laughs> now I'm going to give you a minute to think about that oh. while I have an olive break. Do, 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 olive break. Do, do, do. It's a good olive. Oh, the strangest place. You think while I give the listeners the... Are you going to edit this out? ...frustrating sound of mastication. Are you going to edit this out? Possibly. Um, well, no, keep it in. I'll just think fast. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I can edit. Strangest place. I mean, like, oh, f um, fucking hell. You put me on the spot. Um, I mean, one of the best places that I ever stayed that was, was it in, a, uh, <laughs> in a place called Bonn. Bonn? Yeah. And I know Bonn. Yeah, like, it's, like it's like a massive fucking, like, where, like, aircraft hangar. Cool. And it's got loads of, like, different like caravans in there and it's done out like really it's like a big hostel mm -hmm. there's like fucking 20 different caravans all painted separately all like with mad interiors cool um that's one of the fucking craziest places uh like the best places um the maddest place i just <laughs> i mean we played in serbia serbia for mighty sounds Mighty, yeah no mighty sounds is czech oh of course it is sorry we played in Serbia for, um, oh, what was it called? The place of the big castle. Uh, it's a fucking huge castle. Um, but we, we stayed in this place and it was like, it was like an old sort of like, it looked like an old like Soviet era, like grey, yeah. like 14 story fucking block. Huge and like, thing. yeah, I think it was used for like um, students. At yeah. that time, or like, like, as almost like at halls, a residence. But like, we stayed there and they put us on like the fucking 14th floor and we stayed out all night. And like, I mean, it was pretty grim in there anyway. And it also it was the hottest week on record. It was fucking roasting. And I woke up in the morning and outside you had like a tiny little, <laughs> tiny little, <laughs> so out, you opened the window and you yeah. had like a little ledge about, um, it was about, I don't know, like what's a couple like, of inches? It was about a foot. Yeah. This so and it went and it went all the way across, like outside, like fourteen fucking stories up. Yeah. And I thought it'd be funny. Oh no. So I got out the window and crawled along. No. Like still out of my box and, <laughs> and crawled crawled along this little ledge. No, and no, then no. Let myself let myself into the next next like our 
our driver's room next door and I, I cr- clambered into their room and I was just like, hey, and they were all like, Tommy, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's fun. You're going to die. Yeah. And then like, I think um, our driver at the time, I think Lucas might have done that as well, well and followed me. But like, it's something that that is something that I always think back on and I'm like, I could have died. Oh, that was really stupid. And that's probably the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever done. That's yeah. probably like the stupidest thing I've ever done. A death-defying moment. Yeah, and that was that was a weird place because like everyone's like, um, "Oh, you can't go! Don't go out in Serbia!" Like honestly, like you go back to the hotel, oh, but like, yeah. but don't go out in Serbia. So like, obviously, we we got back to the hotel room at like three in the morning, and we were like, "Oh, let's go f- for a wonder!" And we went down to this little skate park and found these kids on there. Yeah, and like started just chatting to these guys, and like, they were really nice. Like like two two guys and one girl. I think it was like this guy's girlfriend. And they got out like their homemade moonshine and like we nice. were, honestly, we had the best fucking night. Like we were just on this fucking <laughs> skate park, yeah. like just hanging out with these fucking locals that sounds until so like four in the morning, drinking like moonshine. Oh, it was really nice. That's exactly what you want. I hope that you get to have some similar experiences on the bruise control tour. Oh, definitely. I, what? Look, look at me. I keep bringing it back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm happy with, we, we can go off on any tangents we want. I love it. I feel that we need to plug the bruise control tour. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Let's talk about the bruise control tour. So, uh, the bruise control tour, um, is happening. It's um, happening. It it's happening. It's starting on the, on the 21st, 21st of May. We're starting in Falmouth. Um, then we're going, I should up. probably mention this is also with sniff. So, um, Oh, d- like, don't get me started on Sniff. I l- fucking love Sniff I so much. I think I'm actually, like, just madly in love. Uh, but also, like, I know I'm excited about Bruise Control, like, and I, how I've been banging on and on about Bruise Control, but fuck me, I've also been really banging on about Sniff. It's the best thing I've heard in fucking years. I've, I've got to be honest, like, I cannot get these fucking songs out of my head. Like, I, I listened to them once. I genuinely think Alex is a, an absolute genius. He is. Like, He's like a fucking mastermind of music and I don't understand it. Like, these are really perfectly written little fucking punk songs and they're honest and they're sincere and they're entertaining and yeah, like seriously, they're so fucking good and people have the, told me all these great things about his live show as well. First, I mean, like I've never seen the live show. Uh, I ain't even seen a video of it but like I've, I've heard people talk about it but like from the very first second I heard that stuff, I was like... I. I actually sent Jim a message. I was like, dude, like we need to go on tour with Alex. Like yes. I, I need to go on tour yes. with Alex. You and get I, to go and see I that think, every night. I think I actually like, <laughs> I think I might have propositioned him to try and play the drums the, <laughs> the first time like I met him after he released it. I was just like, yeah. if you need a drummer, please let me do it. Like, please <laughs> let me play drums. You're so good. Like, I and love I'm, you. I'm literally like a fangirl. Like, <laughs> I it's, know, right? it's, it's so, so bad. Like, and I, anyway, I'm so, so, so happy that we get, that we get to go on tour with Sniff because if anything, people are going to be coming away from these gigs and being like, fuck me. Sniff was fucking amazing. But I, like, I feel like they're going to have this with both of you. My expectation having, you know, bit, I, I love both of you. Both, I personally but, think like it's going to do us a favor going out on tour because I think Sniff is going to fucking blow up. 
I, big I time. completely agree with you, but I, I know that you can't say this because it's your own band, but I feel like that with you guys as well. You know, I feel like people need to get down at these brood control shows because you're about to see something that's really fucking current. Uh, it's really, it's a bit different to what we're seeing at the rest of the time at the moment, particularly what Sniff's doing. And the show that he's doing as well isn't just your standard, it's a band on a stage. It's an audiovisual presentation. It, you it's, know, it's, um, it's an art piece. and Yeah, it's, it's, it's performance art slash comedy slash punk rock um yeah it's and not it's, it's gonna be like it's like, gonna be like nothing that you've ever seen before yeah it's not a fucking stagnant pub rock band like playing yet another fucking shit venue to no one do you know what i mean it's something that's like really 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 interesting and vibrant and modern and like anyway i'm very excited i don't um, <laughs> i mean i don't use this term lightly but i genuinely think like sniff is groundbreaking yeah at it the is. moment like yeah. it's it's got all the best parts of like indie punk. Yeah. Like all the shit that I fucking really love. Like, and I know that I'm just talking about myself now. I mean, like everyone's different, but like all the shit that I've, I've, that really fucking like gets me worked up like for the past, like five, six years. As soon as I heard it, I was fucking blown away. And his live show is going to be fucking great. He's going to be massive. They're going to be massive, so fucking come down. And also, like, we're going to be there as well as an accoutrement. Um, three olives at every gig as well. That's a um, bold, guaranteed. bold move. There will only be six olives. So no, but there's going to be... Yeah, but there is... Bruce Control are going to be providing three olives at every gig. Three olives at every gig. Every single gig. Every so single get down. Um, yeah, get down early to get them olives. <laughs> get them olives get, get down um, get them olives I'm really excited to be able to come to a couple of shows um, so you're doing Falmouth I, I won't have the order here right but I know you've got Falmouth I think I've got the order right go so on I think, you can do this I, I believe think, in you I think I've got the order so we're doing Falmouth Saturday 21st correct Br Bristol no Brighton Brighton Sunday 22nd Canterbury Canterbury Monday 23rd London London Tuesday 24th Col Colchester Wednesday 25th Thursday is Birmingham 26th um, Wigan Friday 27th big 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 Wigan style um, <laughs> and then Salford Salford back home uh, on, on the home patch uh, in Manchester Very on the exciting. 28th I will be going to both the Wigan and the Salford shows so if you want to ride to Wigan from Manchester hit me up yeah um, <clears throat> free olives in the car um, you're Sarah to will pro provide the free olives. Bruce Control will be <laughs> providing the olives at every show. Um, they be best be as good as these ones. Like these are some serious olives. Mm, I think. That, I think. I mean. I think they're all right. Well, I mean, honestly, I've had better. I've had better olives. <laughs> My cat wants us to finish. I think. I think they're like um, a. These olives are a, a strong seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Hang on. Let's 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 just have, have one of these pickles. I don't want a pickle. I've got an olive. Yep, okay, okay. Doot, 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 it's Olive Time. Olive time. Bing. I feel like this is a sign that we ought to finish. Um, I feel like I haven't asked you any questions about who you are and where you've come from on your punk rock background. Mm. And we probably don't have time to go into the depth of that. However, probably not. And I think what that tells us is, you know, don't live in the past. Live exactly. in the now, man. But would I be correct in saying that Bruise Control is not the only band you're in? <laughs> Right um, now. No, they're not the only band that I'm playing in. <laughs> um, that's um, the only band we've talked about. So, yeah, it's the only band that matters. No, I'm just joking. People could just hear me um, chewing while you talk. Carry on. 
That's fine. I'm sorry. These olives are great. Mm. <laughs> Seven out of ten. You um, know, I do know that the sound of um, people eating makes some people really, really, really uncomfortable. It's like a sensory issue. Well, this so, is the end now, anyway. So they can turn off. They're not going to miss much. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to everyone who doesn't like this, but carry on. What, <laughs> what other bands are you in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in... Uh, I'm also in a band... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's it, you should just end it there. <laughs> like, um, that was the cat, sorry, knocking over a, a water bowl. Um, I'm also in a band called uh, Terrapins, Terrapins with uh, a guy called Tim Loud, who's Tim Loud. a fucking absolute He's another one of those people that genius. I think that he is like an actual mastermind of mm-hmm. music and I hate him a little bit for it. He's, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to get my head around how fucking yeah. good he is. So uh, he, he's um, he's actually going out on um, a solo tour very, very soon. So in like October, isn't it? In, it's in October, up, yeah. Ending up with Till the Fest? Yes. So like in October, Tim Loud's doing a bit of a solo tour, an acoustic tour, um, if you can. Absolutely, get out and and see that because, like, honestly, the guy's a genius. Uh, I've got a lot, a lot of solo respect. stuff. There. To, no, he's also been writing quite a bit for Shout Louder recently, for which I'm very um, grateful. Yes, he has. Which is very yeah. nice. But Terrapins, I uh, fucking love. By the way, like you guys are great, but also I have no idea how to describe you as a band because it's a lot of different genres mm-hmm. all rolled into one, and it's got like some of Tim's existing tunes, but you've also got new stuff. There's a lot going on. You, you're just smashing pickles while <laughs> you're using me talking as an excuse to get your pickle on. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> There's only so long that I can talk for. Um, you played at Manchester Punk Festival in a very short pair of shorts. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've finished. <laughs> Having a speed eating competition. Right, hang on. You're going to have to talk long yeah. enough that I can eat this tortilla chip with hummus on. Okay. Yeah, go, okay. Go, so... Go. Um, uh, so yeah, um, we uh, uh, Terrapins are great. We played MPF. Um, we've got some gigs coming up. I can't really remember. Mm. We're not actually doing that Bonders. much with Terrapins, but um, um, I, Doris from Terrapins, Bonday, absolute fucking legend. The bassist is also uh, Ryan from Roughneck. Roughneck, who are also fucking legends. We quite um, like Roughneck, right? We've never mentioned them before. It's really nice, like being in, being in a band with other absolute bloody aged stalwart <laughs> motherfuckers uh, just <laughs> like it's like the opposite of bruise control so like bruise control is where like all the energies are you just made that sound like bruise control like young exciting inexperienced and then like uh terrapins no is but like- terrapins are uh professional like we're tight we're fucking like <laughs> Like the songwriting is is more mature. You like definitely. to be in bed by seven pm. No, 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 we don't. <laughs> no, we'd like to take drugs. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, I like tortilla chips myself. But no, um, but no, you know, like like it's it's a contrast. So it's so. Bruce control is is I would see Bruce control as being my main band just because it's my baby. I started that yeah. like. I've got, it's like a total fucking 100% That's your d- democracy. Yeah. Like we write songs as as four people. Like that yeah, now, yeah. that's that's our shit. We turn up, if, if anyone wants to make a decision, like it's that. We still make the decisions in Terrapins like with four people, but like, and rightly so, Tim has 
the bulk of the fucking songwriting because the guy's a fucking genius and like there's nothing wrong with that like yeah no i think it comes across you're not complaining about that but i can understand no that. not not at but all like i think given um quite the uh, opposite actually one's history in bands that having a democratic process involved in bruise control is a yeah. very very positive yeah thing i mean all. i yeah i mean i, I played i've played in a, a couple of bands <laughs> one or two well there hasn't been years. quite <laughs> as much of a democratic process <laughs> <laughs> You also recently played in Pizza Trump. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> about nine hundred people. Yeah, I mean that was, that was that was a bit of a fucking mad. I didn't really have a chance to think about what I was doing. Like so, um, Manchester Punk Festival. That was the first day of Manchester Punk Festival, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first day. So, like the night before, Jim sent me a message at about five o'clock at night on Thursday. He's like, "Tommy, do you think you can learn our set in one day, mate?" <laughs> That's my Welsh accent. Imagine of all the people asking that. And uh, I was just like, Jim, honestly, I don't know. I was like, what else are you going to do? He's just like, well, I don't know. I was just like, well, I can fucking do it then. <laughs> so so I had band practice. I got yeah. back from Bruise Control band practice. It's like 10 o'clock. Mm. And I was like, right, get my pen out. Yep. Get my notepad out. Yep. I've got a few beers. Listen to the fucking songs make some notes. So I made all my notes, had a few beers. Towards the end of the notes, like, I was just like, oh, this just fucking sound. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's going to be great. Um, Woke up in the morning. I'm just like, right, okay. Shit, I need to load in at 10 in the morning. So I got up. I'm like, bloody hell. Uh, Went into town. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, I'm yeah, like, Christ. I need to clarify there. When you say load in, you don't mean for the band. You mean for the festival. I mean for the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I loaded in, in all like, the for the festival. Like, yeah, the six venues. venues like... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so on a day how many like you you did the loading you did a volunteer shift on the band wristbands where i was and you played three sets yeah uh, on the first day at least you did it on the friday yeah i mean i, I woke up on the saturday i was fucking bruised i was just like <laughs> but um but yeah i was looking at my notes the next day so i woke up i was writing all these notes and i woke up and i'm like oh great looked at the notes and i was just like what the fuck have you wrote down here <laughs> So literally like for one for one song I'd literally wrote you know the start comes in big <laughs> that was my notes and I was like oh right okay so anyway mean? not only did I do that I met I met Jim and yeah. I had a two hour band practice on Friday morning on Friday afternoon after I Fuck, loaded out no way and it was like two hours straight and the funniest thing was like we got to our practice room and it was just me and Jim and yeah. we were like right let's be quick and we ran through the set like four times yeah and I did like two sets and I was like, I was like, Jim, have you got any water on you? <laughs> and Jim's like, fucking no, man, I thought you had some water on you. And I'm like, fucking hell. I'm like, he's like, do you want to do it again? I'm like, yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> so anyway, like we played this, but we played it another twice after that. Yeah, so yeah. like we stayed there for another hour. And by the time we're just like, fuck it, man, let's go. Yes. Like literally like none of us could even talk by the time we got out. Like we literally. That is proper professionalism right there. <laughs> it's not a word anyone's used for pizza Trump before. Uh, well, someone. <laughs> actually, that's not entirely true. But. Someone said it was the best set they'd ever seen pizza Trump. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Poor Dan. Uh, I Dan. love I love Dan. <laughs> Dan, I love you. I'm sorry. Dan once tattooed a pizza on my leg. Did he? Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. Uh, yes, Dan. <laughs> anyway, um, this has been a real pleasure 
I've really enjoyed having you here. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, yeah, I've had a I, great time. I feel time. like we might need to do episode two at some point. Now, at some point, I am going to get <laughs> the other guys from Bruce Control on. However, there are enough gobshites in your band that I think we need to do it one at a time. So, you know, we'll be all right. No, no, one, else is, no, no one else is allowed to uh, Oh, well, you can come back on interviews. in like uh, when you, you, you've got a... No one else is allowed to do interviews in Bruce Control. It's just... <laughs> Just, you. just me, yeah. Just, just you. Just let me know. They're okay. not allowed. I accept that. They can't now, be trusted. Now that you've said that publicly, we will all know that and we will only ever ask you for interviews. <laughs> I think that's important. Um, that I know there's going to be some hot stuff coming up in future as well. Oh, fuck. There's a big thing coming up, but we can't talk about it. That's what the face I just got was. Um, there, yeah, there is a big... Uh, oh, there's a big thing. Oh, it's a very big believe me, thing. I fucking want to talk about it. Thing. I do want to talk about it, but I can't talk, talk about, about it. it. We're just going to leave this as like a lack of closure. On I don't know if... I don't no, know no. I don't know if we can announce it, but there is a big, big, big gig coming up. There soon. is a really, That's really all cool I can big say. gig coming up. By the time I fucking edit this, I would expect it to be in the ether. However, let's leave the end oh, of yeah, the podcast reckon, yeah. with that moment of just a complete lack of closure for all of our listeners. Yeah. So no one knows. So How know, do you like them apples? Watch this space. If you want to see <laughs> Bruce Control, you're going to have to get on that fucking tour. <laughs> yeah. Go down that tour, go see Bruce Control, um, go see Sniff. It's going to be really fun and there will be olives. Yeah. Uh, it would be great to see everyone on tour. Um, I've <laughs> Honestly, like I would just like to finish it by just saying like, thank you so, so much to everyone who's like come down and supported Bruce Control and come to gigs and everyone who's hyping Bruce Control up. Like, I'm honestly like, I can't believe it. And I'm genuinely, genuinely fucking blown away by it. And I appreciate every single person who posts comments saying, oh my God, best band I've seen. Or like, oh my God, this is fucking great. Like... Anyone who posts an Instagram story, everyone who fucking like just sends us a personal message, everyone who fucking comes down to the gigs and enjoys it, like for me it means a lot because like we didn't start this band to to take over the world. We just started this band as four mates wanting to meet up and have some cans. So like <laughs> and genuinely like I'm like I never even expected to be getting the gigs and to be and to be having the opportunities that we've got now. Like I thought for me, like, you know, I, I've done that. I've, I've played and I've played, done tours, played in gigs, whatever. Like this was now just my moment so that I could write songs with mates. And, um, and yeah, genuinely I'm fucking hyped and like, thank you for fucking showing us so much support. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Shit's going to get fucking crazy these next two years. <laughs> just you fucking wait. I'm really looking forward to seeing where you guys are in a couple of years because at the moment I feel like there's this huge, it's like firework waiting to go off. Oh, I've I can't wait. Of the I can't fucking wait for this fucking really firework. Exciting and it's like, I feel like there's this almost like this huge potential energy like rearing up behind you. But at the moment, we've seen it in fucking Manchester and this tour, like the rest of the UK is going to get to see it. And I'm so excited. Um, go see fucking Bruce Control. Tommy, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I think we should eat some more olives. Thank you so much. Um, I'll see you down the front. It's olive time. <laughs> Let's have an olive. Don't need it. What a fantastic evening that was with Tommy. It's so rare that someone would bring snacks with them, you know? Like, <laughs> I'd want to encourage this more often. If you're going to come and record a podcast with me, if you could bring some kind of offering, it would be fantastic. And apologies to anyone who did feel uncomfortable listening to the sounds of us eating, um, which I was mildly concerned about. Apologies. <laughs>
um, but yeah, honestly, I had a great chat with Tommy. I hope that you guys have enjoyed that as well. And I hope that it has inspired you to get out there and watch Bruise Control and Sniff on their upcoming tour. Uh, I've talked about Bruise Control a lot over at Shout Louder. You can find all of our articles, interviews, other podcasts all the random shit that I get up to, you can find that over at shout-louder.com. Please also give us a follow on socials. We are at shoutlouderzine in all of the usual places. Any interaction online validates me personally, and I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> thank you for your time today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So to close us out tonight, I'm going to play Taxman by Bruise Control. I'll see you down the front. We'll just stop it for an olive break right now. If you eat an olive just once a day, you'll die. Yeah.